Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And we're doing a Once More With Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we're doing Season 4, Episode 5, Beer Bad. Beer Foamy. Beer Foamy. <laughs> this episode first aired November 2nd, 1999, written by Tracy Forbes and directed by David Solomon. Over to you, Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Yes, and uh, just just for, uh, for apologies on this episode, we're actually not recording in our $10,000 uh, studio. We're doing it in our lounge room. Unfortunately, Eddie has hurt her foot. And no, well, that's why we've been away a little bit longer than we yeah, expected. Yeah, there's been a bit of a break, so yeah. I, I may have broken my ankle and spent a couple of weeks in hospitals. So yes. that is it's a bit over a week. Yeah. Yeah, it was long enough. Um, so, yeah, we're in our lounge room, so the hardwood floors are probably going to reverb a bit in this episode. So, apologies if it does sound a little odd, but unfortunately, that's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, um, a small child may interrupt. Yeah, we may might... have might hear a cat meow, might hear a door open <laughs> in the background, might hear a car toot in the background. So Yeah, there might be some ambulances going past. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it's not the apocalypse happening, although maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but back to the episode, Eddie. Be bad. Uh, Be what... foamy. Be foamy, be bad, be foamy. <laughs> what was it like, Eddie, rewatching this episode for you? Uh, so within the community, this episode is largely debated by fans as being the worst episode of Buffy ever. I have read that. Um, but personally, I I actually really like this episode. Yeah? I think it's one of the funniest. It's lighthearted. It's the themes aren't too deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of silly. It's sort of a fun, silly episode. Yeah. Um, you know, it's also Buffy again, still adjusting to life in college. Mm, and, yes, you know, yeah. you have to have the binge drink, drinking beer episode. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, so they've sort of already covered that in a previous episode, haven't they? Uh, not really. Or the beer drinking, or specifically, or the, the drink spiking, I that guess. That was drink spiking. This is just binge drinking. Binge drinking, casual sex, the repercussions of that, the the id, mm, yeah, um, the fact that beer removes your uh, your what is it, your super ego or your oh sorry, your ego and your super ego, yeah, and reduces you to your id, mm. your base desires. Yeah, it was it was pretty noticeable in this episode. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I uh, wasn't a fan of it to be honest either. Really. Well, it was like you said, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was a fun episode. Monster of a week, just uh, one of those uh, silly, co- like it's self-centered just, episodes. Yeah, you know, it's one of those episodes. It's just about college, Buffy adjusting to college life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, again, she's still moping about Parker. Um, and I think this is the final episode where she's she's moping about him. Yeah. So yeah, it's Buffy. You know. Adjusting and you know indulging in a little bit of beer. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing, wrong, nothing with wrong with a bit of beer in college. It's in fact, I think it's kind of expected. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a pretty normal part of, I'd say, growing up. But we can go into that. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, we'll get back into that, Eddie. But uh, let's, let's do, do the, the summary. Summary. Yes. Buffett is still hurting because Parker dumped her after their night together. In a daydream during one of Professor Walsh's classes, she saves Parker's life and he swears to do anything to get her back. A dialogue with Willow later shows how much Buffy is not yet over him. 
In the real world, Xana gets a job as a bartender with a fake ID and has to endure the insults from students. He gets to test his empathy skills with none other than Buffy who proceeds to get drunk on Black Forest beer with four college boys. Oz and Willow are in the bronze together, but he feels a strange connection with the pretty singer Veruca when she gets on stage with her band Shy. The next morning, Willow not only has to cope with Veruca having called her a groupie, but also with Buffy who seems to be suffering from a hangover. That evening when Buffy continues drinking, it is soon revealed why that someone has a chemical lab set up and is putting more into the beer than just malt. Xander finally sends Buffy home. When her four drinking buddies turn into violent Neanderthals, he finds out the owner of the pub has been cursing the beer as a revenge for 20 years of college kids taunting him. Despite the pub owner explaining that the effects of the beer will wear off after a day or so, Xander heads off knowing the damage could be done in that time. While the boys escape to the streets of Sunnydale, Xander gets Giles to help. They find Buffy drawing cave paintings on her dorm wall saying, Parker bad. Giles and Xander are unable to keep Buffy in her room when she gets a craving for more beer. Meanwhile, Willow confronts Parker with what she says he has done to Buffy. When he turns his charm on her, she plays along, then asks how gullible he thinks she is before going into a rant about how primitive men are just when four Neanderthal students burst into the room. They knock Willow and Parker unconscious and start a fire that rapidly burns out of control. Xander catches up with Buffy and when they see smoke from the Neanderthal's fire, they rush to help. Though afraid of the flames and unable to figure out how to use an extinguisher, Buffy saves Willow and Parker. In the end, Parker thanks Buffy for saving his life and apologises just the way he she had dreamt, just to get knocked unconscious by Buffy's club. The Neanderthal students become subsequently locked in a random van. The end. Alright Eddie, so where are we starting from? Beer foamy. Beer bad, beer foamy. Um, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the reasons why I like this episode. Go ahead. Because it does get absolutely pain. Right, why do you like it? Why do you hate it? Okay, I really like this episode because Parker gets knocked he doesn't get knocked uh, knocked unconscious just once. He gets knocked unconscious twice. Yes. By Buffy. <laughs> twice? Yeah. It was the first time. Uh, the first time is when he's actually in the fire. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And she knocks him unconscious and you think Buffy's just going to leave him there. Because mm-hmm. prior to that, she had already, you know, like what we had said before, like how like in previous episodes we've discussed, you know, Slayers killing humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, what if I just knocked him unconscious and put him in a cave that she knew that vampires would... <laughs> oh, all right. So, reference to that. Yeah. Oh, so, I, but yeah, she she, uh, she knocks him unconscious, but then she does pick him up and throw him out the window. Oh, good for you, Buffy. Yeah, and then he comes up, apologizes, and she bangs him on the head again. <laughs> yeah, some bad um, concussions there, I reckon. Yeah, well, well deserved uh, bumps on the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Willow not falling for his bullshit. Like Willow <laughs> calling him out, and she is amazing in that scene. Hmm. Um, I I really love that scene. Yeah, because <laughs> you really, you really think that she's falling for it, but she's actually manipulating him. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I I love that scene. Well, she wanted. Uh, it's that thing of like, uh, she wanted to see his cards. Yes, she yeah. wanted to see how he worked. Is that maybe? 
you could say foreshadowing the uh, uh, Black Widow interrogation, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, where she gets she's, she gets them to spell the beans when it looks like the other person's in charge, sort of thing. Mm. Um, kind of similar, maybe. Yeah, and the other thing is you get Cave Slayer, and Cave Slayer <laughs> is just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it, she's yeah. Her staring at the TV and. Yeah. People gone. <laughs> what is it? Beer bad. Beer phobia, you know. And when she's staring boys, at the TV. Boys smell good. And she says something like, uh, Bring people back. Bring, yeah, bring people back, yeah. <laughs> and it's the, you know, her slapping the wall. Parker, bad. <laughs> yeah. So you get Cave Slayer. You get um, Xander trying to be a bartender. <laughs> yeah. That's really well, it's given some, uh, something for his character to do, yeah, I guess, because yeah. he's got to hang around him somewhere. It's, it wasn't the Bronzer, some other pub that was Yeah, it? yeah, no, it was the campus pub that they're at. Oh, okay, so that's like, even closer. So it's a yeah. way, way to have him on campus but not be a, not being a student or some sort of helper yeah. or something. Yeah, but yeah, I think they're all very valid reasons to love this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, now the reasons why I personally think people hate this episode. It's, All right. it's the fact that it is so evidently a PSA episode. Right. Now, uh, you've brought that up. That's a good thing. So I want to talk about this. So you mentioned, and I have read that they forward this or offered this as a PSA episode yep. initially, but it got rejected. Yes. Because it was more mythical yes. reasons. But what yep. I found interesting about what you said about that, um, was the fact I didn't understand the whole PSA thing initially. I thought the PSAs was some sort of quota that they had to do. No, no, it was the fact that they you they would offer like it was a certain amount of funding that the government were offering up. Yeah, if you included the dangers of sex and drugs and yeah, I, which I found interesting because I, I just thought it was a it was a requirement and that's why they did it. Because it seemed every well, time they did these PSA episodes, they were always quite terrible because they were they were sort of restricting their art to sort of meet a certain standard so they would pass some sort of regulation or something, which seems silly to do because you're just going to compromise the whole thing really, aren't you? Because you want – it has to be done a certain way not, not, and it's not done in, in someone's vision, if you, know, if, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But anyway, the funding was rejected. Yeah, so it was rejected. Yeah, but I just I just found that quite interesting that they were, that's how it works. I like I said, I just thought it was a quota, not a and not just something they could do themselves and then offer that. I want. Do you know how much funding they would get or what? What, well, what it worked have been, out? It must have been worth it. Well, I but suppose. Then again, yeah. they they didn't have. Well, the other thing is the show didn't have a huge budget, well, so I it could, was a way of yeah. getting more money onto the show. I could understand that from a budgetary sort of decision, especially when the show is starting out and it's trying to find its feet, that it would opt to do more of these episodes. But yeah, as the show would progress, it's got a following. It doesn't, you know. Their budgets are probably far bigger than what they the money they get for the government to cover anything really. You know, maybe yeah. just an aid for uh, Joss Whedon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but also other reasons why I I think people hate it mm-hmm. is because it is so silly. It is such a silly concept. Yeah. Um, the way that they do kind of shoehorn Xander into it because he is way too young to be a but I didn't know that. There's an age limit on being a bartender, but I guess. Well, I assume you'd have to be drinking age, and they're not drinking age. 
No, because they're all like 18, 19, I guess. Okay, right. And he, had a f- he got in with a fake ID. Yeah. I'm just really surprised about that as well, like to get a job with a fake ID. Yeah. Could you really do that? I don't know. I guess you could, maybe. I don't know. How, how dodgy the, the bar is. <laughs> Although I remember, uh, I remember that movie, uh, The People vs. Larry Flint, and mm. Courtney Love's character. She was a stripper, and I think Woody Harrison was looking at her, and he says, oh, is she 18? Or, or she's 21 or something? He's like, yeah, she's got an ID. And he's like, my dog can get an ID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As if maybe that's something that's never, never – um, People often question that, I guess, or they're, they're pretty easy to forge, I'm guessing. Maybe the old laminated ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's much harder to do it now. Yeah, I'd imagine the IDs you get now are pretty, uh, yeah, pretty oh, sophisticated. But I, like I even, well, I used to print IDs <laughs> <laughs> as a job. It's much harder to do now. than. Mm, yeah. It's a very complicated process now. Yeah. Um. Another reason I think this is also hated is that it's Buffy mope still she's still moping about Parker. Like the fact that she's still mm. hung up on this guy that you know, she should have been over this a while. <laughs> you know, she's already it's it's two, three episodes now of her moping. Well she didn't mope as much for Angel, did she? No. <laughs> <laughs> Considering she killed him and he came back from the dead and everything. Yeah. She was nowhere near as mopey as this. Um and you can kind of see, yeah, Willow. Willow's starting to get a bit sick of it as well. But, oh, again, just, this guy. And she's going on about the bubble Buffy stuff. Maybe I'm in his bubble. Um, and I think it's also this is the episode that, like, there's sort of that B plot with Oz and uh, Oz and Veruca and Willow. Yeah, I found that a little uh, distracting, but I'm guessing he wasn't infatuated with her on a sexual desire level. But there was something other going uh, else going on there. Yeah did did we see that character in another episode when he walked yes. past her and they yeah. kind of locked eyes for a second? Yeah. Okay, so that's a lo- I I don't know what that's about, but I'm guessing so something to do with his werewolfism. Yeah. Um. It's also the, this is also sort of the start of the breakdown of their relationship. Oh. Mm. So, yeah. What makes me sad about that is that's when we don't see Seth Green anymore, isn't it? That's when he leaves the show. Yeah, pretty much. He leaves the show to go do his movie, become a big movie star. Well, I think he's a little underutilized in the show anyway. I think they could have used him a lot more. Well, maybe they had more plans for him, but. Yeah, but even so far, he's been in it for two, three seasons now. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like he's never really had a. There's never been a, a plot centered around him at all, apart from the oh, first no, few episodes. Been a couple, there's been a couple of episodes around him, but it's normally his werewolfiness. But even that, true. I feel like they haven't really explored much either. I just feel like that's something they've just... Uh, and maybe just they're going left. to explore it in okay. the next in all right, season. All right, okay. All right. You're kind of jumping the gun on that. Well, it's been a couple of seasons, though, so you think yeah. they would have addressed this a uh, little earlier. And this, well, he's, he's already mentioned, you know, I think in the previous episode, Fear Itself, he's terrified, like he does have a real fear about his wolf side because yeah. he has no control over it. Mm. Um, yeah. Even more reason to talk about it. Yeah. So... I th- this is another reason why I think the episode is because it's they introduce Veruca and Veruca is apparently one of the most one of the most hated characters. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Little Miss Cool Girl. Even more than Parker. Um, 
Yeah, up there. I think possibly more than him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the female characters everyone seems to hate on, don't they? You know, yeah. some shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, start of the episode, we get a classroom scene. So, you know what that means? It's linked thematically. And uh, does it? Why? Well, whenever there's a classroom scene, it always links thematically to the theme of the episode. All right. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I'll just read out what Maggie Walsh said. So I I did this in like year eleven psychology I think this was brought up I think Ooh, I, I year did. eleven psychology oh year wow. eleven psychology wow. they're Jeez. they're in college so. <laughs> um, and Ma- I'm not is, interested in that this is what Maggie Walsh says in the lecture these are the things we want simple things comfort sex shelter food we always want them and we want them all the time the id doesn't learn it doesn't grow up. It has the ego telling it what it can't have, and it has the super ego telling it what it shouldn't want. But the id works solely out of the pleasure principle. It wants. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, and then the principle of that, the cursed beer, is that the beer removes the super ego and the ego. So it's your pure, you get turned to the pure id. So what is the id? They're like elements of your psyche. Okay. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I don't understand anything you said. Uh, okay. So explain it to me like I'm five. Um, Let's just pretend I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and explain it to me like I'm five. I don't really know how to do that. Oh, um, okay. Because, Make- again, this is just theoretical. Um. So, okay, well... The elements within the show. Okay, yes. I could say, so there, there's lots of id monsters. So vampires are seen as id, kind of id monsters. Werewolves are id monsters. They run basically off hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have very basic wants and needs. <laughs> oh, like a zombie. So a zombies just feed and yeah. consume. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and so then the super ego would be Giles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her ego would be someone like Willow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Does okay. that does that kind of? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> I sort of. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, get I, don't what you mean. I don't really know how to. As I said, I'm trying to remember back to freaking year eleven psychology. Oh, I was only a few years ago. Might <laughs> uh, might be a little bit longer than that now. <laughs> um. All right. I want to talk about Willow. Yes. Uh, and that she proves that she cannot be sweet talked. So she's done that mm. before. When did she do pack, that? In the pack, like Xander tries to sweet talk her, and she doesn't fall for it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this one, Parker tries to sweet talk her, and he doesn't, and she doesn't fall for it. <laughs> Going to talk to you about something very important. But when I first watched this episode. Mm-hmm. I think I groaned going, oh, no, Willow, don't fall for it. <laughs> you thought she was going to fall for I it. I thought she was going to fall. I knew she was on it. She, I, knew, I knew what she was doing the whole time. Yeah. No. But, yeah, I think when I first saw it, I was like, no, come on, he's a con man. Yeah, no. <laughs> Didn't fall for a second. And, yeah, and then calls him out on his bullshit and he 
is legit put in his place. Yeah, he's completely <laughs> shocked. Like, oh shit, that didn't work. Yeah. Now what? Yeah, his that, little his little con man act. That's didn't all work. my moves right there and there, and I, I'm I'm out of moves now. Yeah. Did I mention I my father died? Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, my father died last year. Yes. The weapon of choice. Yeah, that, that's his fail safe. Yeah. Um. So, producer Doug uh, Douglas Petrie mm-hmm. says, despite the intensely negative reaction uh, of the fans to seeing Buffy being battered about by the forces of college and being treated so callously by Parker, they had to ride out that until now because we didn't want her to find her strength immediately in a new setting. Mm. So that could also be why people don't like it is because Buffy sort of gets battered around a bit <laughs> in these first number of episodes. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, it's a hero's journey, you know. Yeah. Can't be perfect. Can't all be Ray Skywalker. <laughs> so, Jared, had you seen this episode before? I don't think so, but it looked really familiar. The the Neanderthals running around and, and, the, and the cave... Woman, Buffy. I think that's a meme. Yeah, as well. I, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I may have seen this episode with with you watching it and thought yeah. it was quite. So I, I, I never, I never skip this episode. Yeah, like yeah, I know yeah. lo- lots of people. There's a, there's a cat meowing in the there's background. Warning: There's a cat meowing in the background. She's got food. Yeah. So I don't normally skip this episode mm-hmm. at all. Like I love this episode. Like I really do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it is on the list of what most people would skip. Mm. Like, if they're going to skip episodes, they'll skip this episode. Okay. Wow. But, yeah. Harsh judges. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got another little thing from Doug Douglas Peach. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it says, the most striking features is the twin morale. Beer and casual sex are bad for you. Mm. <laughs> In a BBC interview, Douglas Petrie states, well, very young people get unlimited access to alcohol and become horrible. We all do it, or most of us do it, and live to regret it, and we wanted to explore that. But are those things really that bad? I suppose in the moral morale of it. It's it's funny how they say those things are bad, but everyone does it. (laughs) So... um. What do you what do you make of that? Like you're saying, oh, you shouldn't do that. You know, I did that. Everyone done it. So we're all still here, aren't we? I mean, you make bad choices and stuff like that, but uh, you are a collection of bad choices throughout your life, and that's just uh, something you have to learn. I mean, you you know you mm. uh, you learn from your you know the adage of learning from mistakes, and it makes you who you are and makes you a better person in some way. So. Could you like not do it and be a better person? Does that yeah, you know, if you don't do that, are you a better person than someone who does? You're more morally superior because you haven't But but to whose morals? His Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to whose morals is that, you know, really relevant? I mean uh, depending what you're doing in those situations, but just because you don't do them, does that mean you're a better person? The answer is no, because maybe that you do other things that are worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not just just because you don't do that means you're a better person. Uh I don't yeah, I don't Leave that for a second. No, that's bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit.
so did you go down any rabbit holes this episode? Uh, a little psychedelic rabbit hole, actually. Oh. Uh, there was a line that Kool-Aid. Yeah, I spent the sixties <laughs> in an electric Kool-Aid funky Satan groove. Uh, Actually, it was the early seventies. You should know better. And you should know better. Yeah, so I went down a little rabbit hole of the electric Kool-Aid acid test, which was a book written by Tom Wolfe. Do you know who that is? Nope. No. No. Uh, but yeah, I don't know who he is. So. Tom Wolfe was a author who wrote a book about his experience uh, with Ken Kesley and his band of merry pranksters. So uh, this may be reference to uh, maybe that Simpsons episode where Homer goes with the um, the guys who used to hang out with his mum, the hipsters that she joined and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So with part of that counterculture in the sixties uh, was uh, Ken Kesley and his band of merry pranksters who drove across. A uh, drove across America in a bus called Further. Uh, there's even a whole documentary about the bus. It's like a uh-huh. school bus. They're all painted with all these swirly colors and tie-dye sort of colors and stuff. So, um, yeah, they were sort of part of all that uh, counterculture movement of taking um, psychedelic drugs and, you know, tripping out and experiencing a higher consciousness of, uh, of being and all that stuff. So just... Uh, Reading about that, and uh, he this guy has spent time with uh, the Hell's Angels, the Grateful Dead, and uh, Grateful Dead, Allen Ginsberg. I don't know who that is. Yeah, that is. I know. These names sound familiar. That name sounds familiar. I know the Grateful Dead, obviously, and the Deadheads. Yeah. So part of all that sort of crew. Uh, then they recently made another documentary uh, where they they redid the trip. This famous, this is famous uh, trip that they did at fifteen thousand miles across America, where they travelled to all these music festivals. Okay, and... where did they get the money to do that? Just... <laughs> well, this is in the sixties, so yeah, just busking and and um, selling uh, tie dye t shirts and stuff like that. I'd imagine it was a. Uh, it sounded like a cool trip, you know, when you don't have a job, you can just drive across the country and do this. So they redid it with a new band of merry. Pranksters, you know, millennial pranksters, I guess. Um, it would probably be more like Gen Z pranksters. Gen Z pr- pranksters, maybe, yeah. Because millennials now have jobs and about <laughs> well, to some turn of them 40. Don't. Well, about this, to turn 40. Well, this was their job. They're <laughs> part of their Instagram sort of profile, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Which may be counter to the counter uh, uh, revolution, counterculture or something, so... Uh, yeah, so I was just reading about this and uh, it seemed all quite interesting about what these people did and what they got up to. And um, that Ken Kessie actually, uh, one of his famous works that he wrote was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, okay. That's where you end up after you've spent like 10 years taking acid. Probably, yeah. Well, he, he actually based it on his account as working in a hospital for veterans. So uh, that's that's what he... Uh, his experience with that was because I think wasn't I think a few of them were veterans for memory or something. Okay. What if the Indian guy was a veteran? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that one of those wind talkers or something. Could be. I know. I'm just pulling that out out of my ass. I, I have no idea about that. Um, yeah. So counterculture of the '60s is a long time ago now, isn't it? Yeah. When you think about it. Um. What is it? The '60s are almost like the '90s. To us now. Yeah, like I guess we're so. Growing that, up. that was our counterculture, <laughs> yeah. you know. We weren't allowed garage bands, you know. Um, so I guess, but uh, no, it was just interesting reading about that. And the bus, the further, or further it was called. So 
Just the fact it's got its own Wikipedia page too. Oh, <laughs> the bus that they used to travel across America, which sounded like they had good times. So, and I think similar style of like Hunter S. Thompson, that gonzo journalism of getting involved with the actual uh, culture that you're with. So, yeah, um, and that was really about it. Uh, oh, actually, okay. something else I wanted to mention a few things um, before we get into question time. Um. The character played Colm, the main sort of uh, the beer drinking guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, every time I looked at him, he just looked like he was like two seconds away from becoming a demon. The way his eyes sort of looked, he kept quite sunken sort of eyes yeah, and they were quite yeah, dark. Yeah. I just yeah. I vig- envisioned him with the, you know, the black context, <laughs> contact yeah, lenses yeah. sort of thing and just turning into a demon and, and, and um, spewing some gibberish. So I uh, wanted to mention that. I uh, also wanted to mention Das Bier der... Boysen Denkensat, the beer of evil thinking. That was a German title of the of this yeah, episode. Yeah. I thought that was a nice one, better than beer bad. The beer of evil thinking. Yes, yes. Also, Cal Penn is in this episode. Oh yes, Cal Penn. Yes, yes. yeah. And I actually uh, read something uh, that he wrote because he said when he was doing roles in his early career, a lot of the um, auditions were always for some stereotypical foreign guy yeah. that he'd always be playing, which he kind of really hated. And this was the first time where he wasn't one of those people. He was just a drinking buddy. Yeah. And that the fact that he had Indian heritage didn't wasn't necessary for the role that he was playing, which yeah, was kind so of refreshing for him, apparently. Well, he ends up having a role in Angel as well. Yeah, yeah. They, he's in. A, is it not the same character? Or? No, no. He's, no, a, he's a demon. A, he's a demon. And Indian demon? Uh, he wears <laughs> he wears like a fez on his head, and but when they take the fez off, it's he's wearing the fez to hide the fact that he uses his brain to do evil. Oh, okay, shit. right. I was say, the, fez, the fez is there to to so that he can pass as human because right, okay. he sort of has a part. For a comes. second there, it sounded like he took one step forward and two steps back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he kind of needed the fez to. Uh, well, yeah, at, least well, yeah. at least they didn't put him in a turban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least the fez is a little. Yeah, you know, everyone kind of wears fez. Anyone can wear a fez, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So he has the fez to to hide hmm. um, his the, his weird head. One day you yeah. walk past the fez and not put it on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eddie, we're doing question time? Yeah, let's go into question time. I hope that that answers a little bit uh, your, your question. So, Jared, which character was your favourite in this episode? I was going to say Buffy, but not Buffy. Cave, caveman Buffy. Yeah. So I go, yeah, Cave Slayer. Oh, cave Slayer. Yeah, I like that. Cave Slayer. Yeah. Yes. That's what Xander calls her. Don't make Cave Slayer angry. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which character do you love to hate? Uh, so I went with C- Colm. Is that his name? Colm, the know. the main drinking guy. I don't think they really gave him. Well, it said, that's who he was credited as. C O L M. I've never yeah. heard of that name before. Colm. C-O-L-M, Colm. 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 I don't know. That's Colm. I don't know. With an M on the end. I don't know. Any any Colm listeners that are listening to us <laughs> at the moment think, that's my name. Don't make fun of my name. Yeah. Uh, him, I guess. Because he's a bit of a dick at the start, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway. It doesn't get better. Yeah. 
oh, he's just a bit of a privileged douchebag. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I hate those type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Parker. Oh. Again. You don't like Parker? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think this is the last episode that is. All right. We don't of. get to see Parker anymore. I think we do see him one more time, but you know, this is the last time he's a main. Get to speaking role. <laughs> yeah. This is the last time you have Buffy moping about him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Move on, Buffy. I think this is. She finally moves on after this. Um, what was the most memorable fight scene? Uh, caveman versus car. <laughs> <laughs> when they start attacking the car, they yeah. get some sort of sentient being that's attacked them. Yeah. Very um, caveman style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not a great deal of fight scenes in this. No, apart from the start, I think there's. Yeah. What, the so I, I, I just went with the the second fight. Uh, fantasy vamp fight with when Parker appears and apologizes with ice cream and flowers. And his shirt off. And yeah, and his shirt <laughs> unbuttoned. <laughs> um what was your favorite LOL moment? I think all the scenes with Cave Woman Buffy <laughs> were all quite funny in a dorm, you know, looking at the T V and people where people gone or people Where people go. Where people go. <laughs> Yeah, and then drawing on the thing. Parker bad. Parker bad. Or is it? Want beer. Correct. Want beer now. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Boy, smell good. Yeah. <laughs> I think Xander liked that. Boy, smell good. So, and the whole, uh, so, so we've all learned our lesson. Beer foam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, my my LOL, my favourite LOL moment has to be when Buffy knocks out Parker for the second time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like after he apologises to her and all of them, it's sort of shot from his perspective and all none of them like go to help him or anything. Yeah. He's <laughs> knocked unconscious. Yeah. Um, and they all just kind of stand and look at him and then walk off. <laughs> Um, well, that's that's a common trait at this college: people getting knocked out and no one noticing, and just carrying on with their business. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, favorite scene? Um, I think the caveman going wild was pretty pretty fun. Um, yeah. Again, uh, them just roaming the streets and just tearing a muck, and then in, in the library or was it library they were in? No, it was like Sorry, a little co- coffee den type. Yeah, thing. yeah. Start tearing the place apart. Yeah, kind of like them. Yeah, so I I think you already know which one I'm going to go with. Yep. Uh, and it's, yeah, Willow calling out Parker on mm-hmm. his bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to read out the scene. All right, go on. Okay, so Parker, I don't mean this in a bragging way, but I do get to know a lot of women. But I haven't found the one yet. I've yet to find the girl that I can just sit with, feel totally at ease, feeling whatever's on my mind, or even sit with comfortably in silence. Willow, can I tell you something kind of private? Willow's like, okay, I mean, I feel you've shown me a perspective I haven't really thought much about before. What is it you wanted to tell me? Parker. Just that I've enjoyed, like, talking to you here tonight. Willow's like, me too. I mean, with you, you know. 
I'm wondering something about you. Parker's like, what? And Willow responds with, "Uh, just how gullible do you think I am? I mean, with your gentle eyes and your shy smile and your ability to talk openly, even to me, you're unbelievable. This isn't sharing. This isn't connecting. It's the pleasure principle. That's right. I got your number, id boy. The only thing you're thinking about is how long till you can jump my bones. Um, Willow then like, I mean, you men, it's all about the sex. You find a woman, you drag her to your den or whatever necessary, just as long as you get the sex. I tell you, men haven't changed since the dawn of time. And then the caveman break. <laughs> you see? Well, that hit the spot. Yay. <laughs> all right. Now, your least favourite scene. Uh, yeah, I just found the Willow Oz scenes, the awkwardness. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those their scenes together, like we're in the hallway and she's kind of like, oh, I don't want to see you. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got to go with the the privileged, the, yeah, the overprivileged douche guy teasing Xander for being a poor, uneducated bartender. And with, you know, the geopolitical ramifications of bioengineering um, to sound super douchey, um, be nice to people working in the super, in the service industry. Like, yeah, you don't know what mm-hmm. their circumstances are. Just be nice to them. How about just be nice to everyone? I, I, I know we're going to get off track here, but I get a little... I just find it a little odd when there's... Especially like when there's PSA ads and there's like billboards, you know, don't yell at you know, uh, at the people at the Coles or the supermarkets and stuff like that. Mm. And like, well, you shouldn't do that to anyone. I, I just don't see the need to single out those it's people the, specifically. No, it's just the fact that they have to talk to people every single minute of, yeah. They're, they're generally just a target. Yeah, but so those people they're targeting with these ads, like they're already dicks. I don't think they care. You know what I mean? I, don't, I, I just feel like these ads are just kind of pointless and, mm. you know, People who do that are just like that anyway. I don't know. I just find it rich that you have to single out certain people in industries to say, oh, be nice to these people in these industries. Or like, why? I mean, they, they deal with a lot of people, so, you know, they probably will interact with more people. But I just find it weird to single out specifically them, even like hospital workers, like don't punch hospital workers. Yeah, like, but do you know how many times my, my sister's a, a nurse in the uh, in a ED? Yeah. And she she also once got deployed to Afghanistan and I was worried about that and she said I'm safer hmm. in Afghanistan than I am in an ED. She'd yeah. been punched multiple times. Yeah. And <laughs> over you the think years. and obviously those those ads didn't work for those people and I'm n- never gonna, you know, it yeah. just seemed fruitless because it's not yeah, it is it's the people she's dealing with in the ERs are probably people, you know, a lot of, you know, especially in that area she works. Um you know, don't give a shit about that anyway, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, look, it's not going to hurt putting those ads, but I kind of just see them think, you know, mm, I don't know. Uh, those people have already made their minds up of what type of people are gonna, they are and who they're going to talk to, or how they're going to talk to people. So I find, you know, having these ads are a bit silly. But, yeah, but the way, it, I think it was the fact that he sort of was trying to spout that he was so much, fu- you know, he was above Xander, like he was so much better than Xander. Yeah, the guy's um, a dick. Yeah, hmm. because he was educated. Um, hmm. but yeah, you don't know, you know. But that guy's in a position of privilege. Yeah, like 
Xander could have gone to college if his parents were, you know, weren't um, hmm. jobless. But, yeah, nothing gives you a right to insult someone. Yeah. yeah no, you're right. Yeah, there's no, regardless if he's a bartender or he's a guy at the pub, mm. just some another patron there, you wouldn't talk to someone like that. And just because he's behind the bar, it somehow gives you a right to talk to someone like that. You know, I don't know. I mean, some people are just dicks. Yeah, yeah I guess. You can't outlaw that. Yeah, but then he's not actually that bad in the rest of the episode. No, no, he's just that, that one scene, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, we're talking about he's worse. He sets a fucking place on fire. <laughs> well, that's after he gets turned into a Neanderthal. <laughs> it's just, which is kind of interesting for his character to go from one extreme to another, to a rich, snooty uh, college kid, to a you know a, a literal caveman. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's probably the biggest they, maybe ca- they character needed, arc Maybe they needed to do that so that it was, you know, like they had to, well, I guess they had to make him a bit of a douchebag. So yeah. it's not seen as awful when, well, when he if, does it, get Well, if he was one of those rowdy uh, college um, jocks or something that's going, do, going around doing the, you know, chugging the beers and stuff, then it, it probably wouldn't be a greater step to see him degrade to Neanderthal. It just would be like, you know, one step. But to see him, <laughs> it's several. So it's more of an extreme so buff, sort of- Buffy's like, four really smart guys. <laughs> <laughs> you at once? Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh, Buffy, you okay? <laughs> um. All right, moving on. So what was your favorite quote? So in reference to my uh, rabbit hole, uh, the conversation with Giles and Xander. And Giles, I can't believe you served Buffy that beer. Harris, I didn't know it was evil. You knew it was beer. Well, excuse me, mister. I spent the 60s in an electric cool aid funky satin groove. Uh, And uh, replies, it was the early 70s and you should have known better. Mm, I'm just going to go with one beer. Like beer. Beer good. Beer foamy. <laughs> and I might have used this a few times in life. Beer foamy. Beer foamy. It is foamy, though. Especially Guinness. Absolutely, yeah. Very foamy. Yeah. Um, now, who gets the wooden spoon? I think Parker's going to get the wooden spoon. Yeah, I've got Parker. Yeah. He gets really shit on, rightedly so, in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Deserves yeah. everything he gets. Yeah. Definitely going to give him the wooden spoon. Yeah. Um, who gets the MVP? And Xander gets the MVP. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, I thought he saved the day and, and uh, yeah, helped Buffy home. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go with Cave Slayer because even though she has been altered and lost her, you know, Super ego and whatnot. She, her Slayer part still had the hero mm-hmm. thing going on. So she didn't manage to save Willow and the others. Yeah. She couldn't use a fire extinguisher but she properly. She couldn't use a fire extinguisher. <laughs> she gets a fire extinguisher, throws at the fire. Oh, shit, that didn't work. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> Could it explode? Would that be bad to throw a fire extinguisher on the fire? I'm wondering. Probably, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And what do you rate this episode out of 10? Uh, I gave this four cigarette lighters. Okay. Out of ten. <laughs> what is it? Um, rough, rough day. Rough day. Uh, 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 that's funny. And then when the girl's actually hitting on him with yeah. the cigarette in her mouth, <laughs> he holds up to no smoking sign. <laughs> yep. So was there no smoking in there? 
Was I don't it? know. <laughs> Definitely is now. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go eight out of ten. Foamy black frost beers. Oh, nice. So, is there anything you wanted to add? George? Um, no, I think, and and yeah, just apologies again. Uh, the, I'm not sure how the sound is going to come out. It might sound a little echoey. You may have heard some cats meowing in the background. There may have been a few doors closed. A few doors open and closed. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, as I said, we're not in our multi-million dollar studio at the back. <laughs> that I can't get into. The bong room. <clears throat> <laughs> the man cave. The man cave, yeah. Uh, so, should we uh, just wrap this up? I think we shall yep. just... Just wrap this up. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us. We did have a bit of a break. We're back now. We're going to pump out some more episodes, I think, aren't we, Eddie? Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. All right. So, yeah, if you like what you hear, if you want to support this channel a little, look, all you got to do is give us a thumbs up or just a like, a comment, anything like that, you know. If you really want to support us, just, you know, put some money in the envelope and just send it to Australia. They know us, all right? Just put Nerd Subculture on there and they'll, they'll bring it to our house. So like, oh, yeah, it's Jared's house. Yeah. Next to Mr. Prime Minister. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, yeah, online, Eddie, where can you find us? Yeah, you can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture@gmail.com. Yeah, so tune in next time to Nerd Subculture. Take care. Bye. Grrrg. Parker, bad.